Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Grace Ilunga, and welcome to the second episode of Be Brave, where I want to reach anyone who is looking for an inspiration on how to take a chance in life and start their own journey. Today, we are welcoming Sonia Groth, a young woman who I am proud to call my friend, uh, that is brave enough to transform the traveling industry by making travel not only possible, but enjoyable for people with a disability. Uh, with her company, Growth Travels, she's going to share with us today how to be brave enough to contribute to a world that does not disable people with disability. So with that, how are you going today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Um, so I wanted to uh, present you a little bit with your background today. So um, prior to being to being engaged as the entrepreneur entrepreneur that you are today, um, with hundreds of followers on your social media, you studied psychology and uh, you work as a housing counselor, uh, guiding and supporting people. Um, when they were living together. And my first question in mind is, how did you uh, become an entrepreneur? How did you start with that background and then turn into entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I always said to myself that if I cannot find a job that I like, I will create one myself. <laughs> and I always kept that in mind. And I really like psychology. So my plan was to do first applied psychology and then uh, go to university to do psychology. And I was sitting in a library one time and I was like, you know, um, yeah, there are only a few options to do if you're a psychologist. So which one do I want to do? Do I want to start my own um, business, like psychology business? Do you want? Do I want to be talking to clients? Do you want to go into uh, business psychology, helping uh, in processes? And that's when my search started with, you know, if I start my own business, what does that actually mean? And then I read somewhere, like, if you start a business, you have to solve a problem that's in the market and something that you're pa passionate about. And, yeah, I, I did my research. And then I was like, you know, what's actually a problem that I've been experiencing a lot? And one of them was traveling because my mom's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And so I thought back at it. I was like, you know, that could be done so much easier. And that's how it started. I really like that that story and I I noticed that basically you were like very um ready to take on that journey and you did not hesitate whatsoever and with that come the question that you have also other possibilities to start your own thing like your own initiative maybe to uh go into politics or uh to start your own charity so with that come the question like why did you choose entrepreneurship among the other uh, project that you could also do even by yourself yeah because I felt like if I started my own business my I could make a bigger impact because I did think about politics and a lot of people also have said to me like why don't you go into politics and in my opinion uh, politics is just for show like I don't think you can actually change if you go into politics because I've seen like I've uh, seen the process happening and uh, I've seen some reports that they explain on how the process works in the Tweede Kamer here in the Netherlands and I was like well if it takes two years for for me even to get to a position to be able to talk about something and then they still have to vote if it's important or not mm -hmm. then it's going to take forever for me to actually address the issues and with charity I think that's not really feasible 
I think then you're so relying on people donating you. You know, you have to really play into the customer. You have to like, uh, and there are reg- rules and regulations that I don't want to comply to. If I have my business, I have a few rules, a few rules uh, that in this case is related to travel, but then I still have uh, a lot of stuff I can choose myself. Right, yeah. And uh, maybe more further, but then on then on the business side, since you uh, then decided for entrepreneurship, um, can you take back like two years ago, how did you decide, okay, I'm going to do, go to the Chamber of Commerce uh, and this is the activity that I want to do? Because, of course, for, uh, you know, people with disability, you could have worked on uh, many other aspects, but you choose the traveling industry. So how did that come to you? Um, like I said, I was sitting in the library and it was right. Uh, I wrote the whole thing out. Like uh, I did the whole thing. I did my research. I was talking to other people. I was doing interviews with caregivers and people in wheelchairs to see what really is the issue. And um, at that time, I also was targeted by another company to uh, like ads, you know, uh, yeah. online advertisement to do uh, drop shipping, but then on ball.com. And that seemed very interesting, and I totally fell for their marketing tricks. <laughs> so then they were like, yeah, the easiest part about uh, entrepreneurship is uh, getting, uh, uh, like, writing to the Chamber of Commons, uh, be registered. So I was like, you know, I'm, let's do it. And then I also, at that moment, uh, I immediately re- registered for Glow Travels, because my right. plan was is to uh, get money from the ball.com and then invest it back into Glow Travels. Okay. And so and I needed a way to get money to invest in growth travels. And I thought, you know, they, they said like, oh, it just takes you just five minutes to find a product and sell the ball to come. It's so easy, which in real life, of course, it wasn't as easy as that. Yeah, yeah. It took way longer. But um, for me, it was like, okay, well, that's a nice way to still be able to uh, invest in growth travels without getting a loan, if, uh, without an, um, asking from, ad- from my parents for money. Yeah. Um, th- I did that for a while and then I noticed <laughs> that it took so much time and it wasn't like I wasn't passionate about it. Right. I yeah. was se- uh, selling shower wipers. It wasn't <laughs> something crazy <laughs> special. Like, <laughs> so um, then I also made the decision to quit that and really focus on growth travels because uh, one thing I have learned is money is everywhere. Yeah. So if you need money, you can get money. Yeah. Yeah. When you see. When you need money, you can get money. Do you mean for uh, making your business happening, yeah. or you mean for uh, the other part of um, your life? <laughs> no, <laughs> for making my business happen. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to make that clear. Yeah. Um, I am actually very fascinated by the idea because you said that. Um, you were figuring out that in the library and then you had a plan and basically you follow it through. And I think that's uh, very inspiring for people because I think they are afraid of what could happen if they change the idea. But actually, you know, taking step by step and putting that on a paper could help, which I I kind of uh, admire. And that's something that I do too. I like to put something on paper, even though sometimes it's a little bit crazy, but... I think it helps just to visualize like what is your plan and how yeah. how you're going to do about it. Um, and uh, with that, my next question come then is 
at least it appears that the business industry, there are so many businesses today. So when you are entering a market and you want to compete, but you want to compete for a good cause, like who is inspiring you? Who is your team? Who is with you in that journey? Um, Who's inspiring me? Um, That's a good question. I have a few people and uh, these are, uh, Lily Singh is one of them. She's a YouTuber. And then you have, uh, Jamila Jamil, who's an actress, and I'm not someone that uh, has one person that 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 I will follow forever and uh, they inspire me forever. I just have different people that I take little em- elements from, yeah. and uh, those women they worked really hard for where they are. They are also brown, just like me. They're Indian, so uh, well, one is pa- from Pakistan, and um, I thought it was interesting because they kind of know what it is to be an entrepreneur in a in in a male white male world so yeah. when they talk about issues that they uh, see i can recognize myself in that and what they say is something i can be like okay maybe i can try that you know right. really saying is very much on jokes so she's like oh i'll just make a joke out of it like well maybe that's something i should do too right yeah if, if you find uh, some example uh, of what they were saying that you find it true in your own journey and can you give uh, an example yeah <laughs> 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 Sorry. For example, you talk about um, the uh, a male-dominated world, mm-hmm. um, and how is it to? For example, is your mentor like in entrepreneurship a woman? Uh, do you have a coach that is like? Well, in the school is they are just men, but then we right. also have a few uh, women here. Right. But um, let's say Jamila Jamil, like I like her because she's so well articulated. Right. Like she has an yeah. issue. Uh, I mean, she talks about eating disorders. Um, I don't relate to eating disorders, but the way she talks about it, it's a way that I can copy too because it's so articulated. Yeah. She does it in a way that's not attacking, but still gets to the point. Yeah. And I really, I really like that she's just really straightforward and is able to still make her point, but doesn't do it in an uh, aggressive way. Sometimes she does, but right. uh, when she's really trying to explain something, then she she's just yeah good at that and yeah. i think definitely for me uh looking at the travel looking at because the travel agency if you uh, i f- find it very uh old school the way they do stuff and it's also very hard to change it and that's also what i get back from a lot of people that are in the travel agency that it's an old school way of thinking because you know you go to the hotel you 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 stay there and the hotel's like okay this has always worked for me so there's nothing i really need to change right so um, to talk about that, but not try to get too emotional because it can be super frustrating when they're like, yeah, but we're accessible. I'm like, no, pl-. and then, you know, you have to explain it in such a way that they don't get defensive. Yeah. So, so you have to be able to communicate very well. Right. And that's, that's what she does. And that's what I want to do too. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. But just to touch upon that, then um, have you encountered and maybe you can talk about like this example where you go to a hotel and you have to uh, um, maybe give your point across. Maybe uh, somebody in the audience would like to have maybe the same speech. What do you say first? Like, uh, how do you know that you have all the things that you need if you are somebody with a disability or you are uh, um, joining somebody with disability and you want to help them? Yeah. Um, well, when I'm with my mom, um, I'm very 
I'm definitely different than when I'm alone, when I'm checking hotels and validating them. When I'm with my mom, I'm trying to very much keep the peace mm -hmm. and um, get on as fast as possible. For example, we went to a camping here in Amsterdam mm -hmm. and we just wanted to see if the laboratory was actually accessible mm -hmm. because they did say they were wheelchair accessible, but we just wanted to see, um, like, do they have a ramp? How big is the space my mom can uh, go to the restroom with? So, and the guy was like, nah, you don't have to see. We comply to every rule, so you don't have to look at it. I'm like, well, actually, well, in our experience, even though people say they comply to the rules, it's still different in real life. He's like, nah, that doesn't matter. I don't know what you're talking about. He was very aggressive. So I was like, okay, well, there there are other campings in Amsterdam, so we're leaving. Yeah. So, you know, you, you go really, you can just go fast right. about it. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I don't think my mom also really likes to... Uh, get aggressive about it yeah, yeah yeah i mean that's that but that's <laughs> so. very uh that can be very daunting even uh, i'm not even talking about somebody with disability but when you are a customer you're yeah. actually asking for somebody that you paid for and or you're willing to pay for and the person that is giving the service or selling a product is reluctant to show you what you're willing to yeah. pay for like it just that sounds sounds uh, a little bit weird. It is, but it <laughs> happens all the time. And um, yeah, what other people can do is, I guess, really. Yeah, sometimes you're so in your emotions, but you have to mm. stay calm because if the uh, accessibility amenities are not there, then you kind of just have to go to another one or choose to stay there. Right. And um, if I validate a hotel myself and I call them, I I always listen to their like the way they uh, behave. Are they saying yes, we are accessible and that's it, yeah. like the man does, or are they like you know what? Yeah, come and test. We're curious because the student hotel they were curious. They invited me here. I I asked them and they invited me for a tour, and I told them you know the best way to see if you're accessible is to have someone roll around in your hotel in a wheelchair. Right. Or, you know, have someone that has a disability to it, but even go in a wheelchair yourself, sit in a wheelchair yourself and see where you will get stuck. And they were like, you know, that's a good idea. Like, I don't know if they've done it, but they're open to it. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's that's very important, like to uh, actually prioritizing also the dialogue because you never know if also they are willing to change something. Yeah. And I, I, I uh, that's something that I really like um, that, uh, customer service are actually able to listen to the customer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that just sounds so logical, but I mean, um, it's very... Um, it is something that you can actually notice and that's something that comes in business, especially if you are trying also to have that as your... Um, you know, your uh, business uh, activity to check if people are going to be safe in mm -hmm. the accommodation they are going, uh, if the customer service is open to listen to you. Yeah, the customer service is actually like yeah. the big thing. Even if your hotel is accessible to a certain extent, let's say yeah. you only have an elevator, but your room is not big enough, right. the customer service can change anything because if you're nice and you're willing to help and you put in the extra work, then the experience still can be good. Yeah. But yeah. if you're just going to be like, no, this is uh, wheelchair accessible because you have an elevator and you're not doing the extra work, yeah, then it's going to be really annoying. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and then uh, when doing some research, I actually, you know, tapped into like three main um, 
you know, specific issues that uh, people with uh, disability are uh, facing every day. And I just wanted to have like a, a talk with you on them. Um, so the first one uh, is the fact that uh, people with disability are not considered as valuable customer. I was actually very shocked about that. So for example, the marketing product, uh, they are not considered, they don't consider them as like, you know, being part of an advertisement, for example. Mm -hmm. But they are uh, human, so they ca they have money, so they can actually pay. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to, to have your opinion on that. And maybe, yeah, if you can share how your company will be addressing that. Yeah. Well... It's very noticeable, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I mean, I talk with my mom about it all the time. Uh, commercials are not, never directed at her. And um, I use a lot of stock videos and photos. And you can see that if you look up people in wheelchair, you can o you always find sad pictures, like basically people that are almost dying or something. I don't know what's happening in the picture, but it's always something sad. Like the entire setup is sad, but it's never um, in a family or at a restaurant or at the beach and if it is at the beach it's always like a uh, nurse next to them yeah and that's not what's happening in real life in, re in real life just me my mom and my dad and my sister that's just a normal family right. we went to paris london and whatever yeah so um the way i'm trying to change it is to uh use a lot of images because the pictures aren't there so i have to um get elements from different images and try to put them together to make it way more inclusive for like also with color because the uh, pictures that there are there they're usually uh, white people and never pe people of color but people of color are also in wheelchairs right they also yeah. have disabilities of course <laughs> so uh, in that way because there are no pictures i want to sh be able to showcase that they're uh, with image like drawn out images right yeah and you talk about uh, your mom, but maybe you also you have friends. And what do they tell you that how they feel? What is the feeling when, because you talk about, like you talk with your mom, but what is the feeling when they don't see themselves represented? Like, are they actively looking also uh, on, on the internet? Or they just like, never mind, I mean, we... I think it's a... You think about it, you also don't really think about it, because... When I was little, I was also not really represented on the te television. Indian people were not really shown in any TV show. And as you get older, you really start to notice that because, because it's not on TV. It's also not in stores like clothing stores, which also means that cl clothing are not made for people with uh, a body type from someone in India. You know, it's, yeah. it is different. Right. Like, yeah. So um, when I talk with my friends about that, uh, for example, one of my friends, she uh, has a type of from Roma, fibromalgia. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, like products could be handled differently. You know, uh, for example, I had this, <laughs> it's a weird example maybe, but um, I got this new hair product and the bottle itself was really hard to like, um, how do you say that? Uh, squi squish, like, you know. Oh, squeeze. Squeeze, like, yeah, because so uh, to get the products out. Right, that's true, because she had uh, something with her muscles. Like, so she, she has something in her hand, so um, right, yeah. I can imagine that being uh, a struggle. And then also my dad, he, because, he, because of old age, but still he has trouble with his hands now that it sometimes hurts. Yeah. Um, if he has a shampoo bottle that he cannot squeeze into, then, you know, that those are little things, but they all yeah. add up. True. Um, 
me. Yeah, I forgot the question. But have you find how are they actively looking for uh, you know uh, people that can help them find maybe okay, those yeah. products or are um, they just like you know resilient and say okay I mean yeah what I noticed is that um, because society portrays them as weak and you know oh please take care of them that's also the way websites and all those other stuff is getting made you know they're very they're not fun they're not fun to look at it's not like when you go to booking.com and you have this like beautiful um pictures and uh you know you if you go to booking.com or airbnb you want to go on vacation right yeah but if you go to other websites that are more related to accessible travel it's like okay i have a disability and i have to go to travel instead of i want like i'm <laughs> i want to go travel yeah and um for me seeing that and also they uh, telling me that i that's why i also built grow travels in a way that it's fun to travel Right, yeah. Because you're it's not like oh I have a disability, I have to travel. Like I want to travel, but yeah, I also have a disability. True, true. And also I I remember because I also uh attended one of your event on Clubhouse, um, that you also have like a network of people that can tell you about their good experiences with traveling. So you can yeah. share that with your uh, audience and also build a community of your own. So I I uh, I think I commend you for that because then you're creating like a positive uh, outlet, not yeah. something that is going through the traditional, uh, let's say, rules of yeah. uh, <laughs> of doing marketing. And uh, the second issue uh, that I notice, especially in the industry, is that uh, people with disability encounter uh, unpleasant experience uh, with air travel. And we are in 2021. So my question is why? For example, <laughs> the bathroom in the airplane. Why is it still not possible to have like, you know, yeah. proper <laughs> bathroom or like proper <laughs> thing? I mean, this is like, this is so weird, but because I pay attention to that now when mm -hmm. I was reading, I was just thinking, but this is just basic, right? Like this is not even something that you, you know, ask. And I was thinking, so are they supposed to go, for example, in the bathroom in the airport and then in in the plane, like not moving at all? Or how does that work? Well, honestly, I would love to have uh, some uh, airlines answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah, I love the, the, this question. It's just like my mom actually doesn't go on airplanes because of that right. exact reason. So um, I know a lot of other people that do go on airplanes and they have their own ways of doing that. Okay. But yeah, that's my question too. Like if you are not able to walk and in, in this example, I will just use my mom that is only able to walk a few steps then it's such a hassle. It's not. It's also the way they get treated, like, you know, even just the laboratory apart, like yeah. not even beginning there. The whole process of going on an airplane is just not fun. And um, can, can you maybe talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah. Because, um, and this is just one example of my mom and a few others, but uh, when they go to the airport, they either are lucky, they get someone that's really helpful, or they just to get a normal one basically yeah. get a normal person to uh, help them and um my mom has a mini scooter and they actually broke it because they didn't know how to handle the uh, scooter wow 
Yeah, and you, the thing is, is because they don't really listen. And uh, my mom explained to them, you, you know, you should not push the scooter because it has a brake itself. Right. And if you push it, you will break the brake, which happened. And um, they were, uh, the person that helped was also not really nice. My mom, uh, my sister uh, has autism, so they, my mom, uh, my sister didn't want to be separated from my mom. Yeah. So my mom was like, can she please stay with me? Because, you know, she also has a, she has a mental disability. She needs to stay with me because this is all new to her. This is all like a lot for her. So she needs to have a familiar face. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, well, actually, we usually don't do that. And um, it's actually better if she just goes with uh, your sister and your dad. And I was like, can you make an exception? Because, right. yeah. you know, uh, you don't want her to have a tantrum on the, in the yeah. airplane because that would even be worse. Right. Um, nah, well, that was all fine, and then l- later on we uh, we did see that the scooter was broken because it was it just wasn't handled carefully. And then in the airplane, it was two hours. My mom was also not able to go to the laboratory because she was sitting in the middle. Yeah. And the uh, there were too many meters to walk to get to the laboratory. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's just one example. And I know there are so many more that right. they break the wheelchair. They they. Break the wheelchair, or they don't even like they fig- they put it on the wrong airplane. I remember this one example of a guy, which they put the uh, wheelchair on the wrong a- airplane, and they didn't help him. So he actually crawled. I think it was in London. They he crawled from the wa- um, one side of the airport all the way to the other side, and it was filmed. It went viral. But that's our, that's stuff that's happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I'm I'm quite shocked because I would think that. Uh, ev- even though the airplane would not work, but the whole system of an airport would work. Because I, yeah. um, I, I've i seen the airport uh, sign where they actually provide, uh, you know, bathroom mm-hmm. and um, they do have like the elevator and, and, you know, but this kind of stuff, I would assume that they would take care of this. <laughs> like, this is... Yeah, this is uh, incredible, uh, and I can I cannot imagine how it is also um, a very traumatizing experience. Like if it's your first experience, you know, if you're traveling and it's your first experience. I mean, some people have like fear of plane. Like for example, my sister have fear of plane. But if you have that, you would also I do I would under totally understand that you yeah. would not travel again. No. Like this is not. <laughs> Not I mean, my mom's never flying again. Yeah. And she's also never going in a hotel because there's, there were too many incidents that the hotel wasn't uh, accessible enough for her. Right. So yeah. she uses her van with my dad driving. It's her van. There's a um, uh, little elevator in there. So uh, that's how they go camping. Right. And maybe uh, you can uh, elaborate a little bit on this idea. So this is an alternative that she finds to be uh, of course, autonomous. Uh, did she uh, around uh, arrange uh, herself the the van and how, or maybe she she bought the van as it was so it could accommodate uh, her, or and how she travels? Like, does she? There are there are places where she can go. How do you arrange the traveling? Um, yeah. Uh, well, um, she doesn't go out of Europe. She just stays in Europe mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And then the van. She bought the van. And in the van there are um, you have the steering wheel, and usually use the steering wheel and use your legs to uh, either uh, put on the gas or right. a brake. Yep. And um, in this case, I mean she can use her legs, but sometimes she use her hands because there are um, how do you say that? 
is there a joystick? <laughs> like the I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna call it a joystick. Okay. There's a joystick. Okay. All right. That's a break. Okay. <laughs> and on the other side there's one that's for gas. So she's right. like she can yeah. squeeze it and yeah. then uh, the the car will go faster and then the other one is if you want to break. Right, yeah. And then yeah. you usually have a uh, poke that says like um uh to the back, you know, rear, front, mm. uh neutral, all that. That's also th- those are buttons. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a little elevator in the back that just goes like down for her to um, go on and then go back up and then she can drive into the van. Right. She does. She does make the transfer from their mini scooter to a normal chair. Okay, so that that's actually very cool. It also to be able to travel, like to be safe in the van first of all, yeah. but also to travel uh, yeah. in Europe and. Um, well, because it's the, such a big fan, um, they were like, you know, what, we're just gonna use it as a camper. <laughs> so they build in cabinets in the back, and they uh, have this like whole system. And they made uh, a bed, so you can remove seats, and oh, then okay. uh, there's enough space to put like a two person's bed in there. So that's what they do. And then they also have a tent at which you can be connected to the car. And then the pro- I don't think they just put stuff in there. To make more uh, space in the van, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it sounds weird. Like it sounds more difficult than going to a hotel, but that's how they get around, and it's so much easier for my mom. Yeah, I I'm so curious about that. I I just wanted to know what destination do you find friendly? Like uh. that you are like okay, you know, I can be safe, like in my head, or like I, I can be. You have a ease of mind to go there and not feel like oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. I find it friendly when my mom is being able to do stuff independently. Right. So, okay. uh, when there, I um, I cannot really say location like oh London. Mm-hmm. It's um, they go to different campings and there's one in uh, Germany, the Lorelei, mm-hmm. and she my mom's able to go to the store, go to the restroom, come back, enjoy looking at the water and. Um, I think there's also a restaurant. She could, if she wanted to, she could, could go to the restaurant, and she does it all independently without the help of my dad, which would also be the case here in uh, uh, at her home here in the Netherlands. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, because my mom's able to move around just like she she does at home. Then it's accessible for her. Right. Okay. For her needs. Yeah. And um, another maybe question for somebody that is. Uh, either supporting somebody that he, that has a disability and traveling with them. Uh, what would you advise for um, in this instance when they are traveling? How do you, can you support them and make sure that everything is okay? Mm. <laughs> How can I support them? Um, or maybe talk about your experience with your mom. What she, what yeah. does she let you do? Maybe she's completely autonomous and just have to jump in the car or uh well that's that's uh that's more my mom okay it's uh my dad my dad does the driving okay (laughs) and my mom that's what we call the touristic tour or the tour the uh, ride or the ride that we just take on the highway the touristic ride is when she she's very old school she takes out the map and looks on it it's like hmm i want to see some trees i want (laughs) to Right, maybe near a cliff, I don't know. And then she, uh, it's the touristic tour, and <laughs> she drives my dad. She's like, you need to go right, you need to go left, you need to now stare out the window because there's some water there. She's GPS. <laughs> she is the GPS. <laughs> that's so cute. So uh, that's what she does. And then, um, 
of course my dad's there and my dad's how he's the one that puts on the tent and all, all that stuff but yeah. um yeah it's hard to uh give like really pointers because i what i feel like these families they already have their own system in place yeah yeah what i the things i can do and that's what, what i'm going to make happen with go travels is just giving the right informations information for example like now i've done the student hotel um when you go on their website you see that they're they say that they're wheelchair friendly but you don't know what they have so i went through the student hotel and on my website you can now see that exactly what makes them wheelchair friendly and also where the uh thresholds are right yeah and for that like in a few weeks i'm going to mexico and uh, hopefully i can do the same thing for mexico city and then also um make those possibilities because now if you read a blog it's like yeah no mexico city is not accessible it's really hard for people in wheelchairs and i feel like people need to be able to choose themselves yeah because they can make the decision to compromise on stuff right yeah and they can only do that if they get the right information so when i go to mexico city i will not say like okay you know it's difficult but no this is the information Mm -hmm. If you go to the public transport, there's not going to be an elevator. It's not going to be an escalator. It's going to be stairs. If you want to do that, then do that. Right. So just to be clear, so you're not going to map uh, an ideal, you know, no. uh, travel road uh, for people with dis- disability, but no, more. No, I don't believe in that. Yeah, but uh, okay, but more give them the yeah. honest. Uh, like information yeah. and um, so they are aware before. So what I going to do for the mapping, um, I am going to talk to uh, people with disabilities that travel and that also are a little bit known, that are a little more on the influencer level. You can see them on social media. Right. I will talk to them. I will ask them yeah, which one of the trips are uh, did you really like and how did you... Uh, go to the trip how was it and all, all those questions and then i will write it out so if someone is like okay that vacation sounds really nice to me mm-hmm. they can get all the information they need because i wrote it out and they can download the pdf so they can recreate that trip right okay that's that's very cool i, I really like the idea because then that just push people also to be uh autonomous and to have their own ways of doing stuff yeah. without like changing how they are doing and then uh, the last uh, then issue that I uh, encounter is basically to take people with uh, disability uh, as a whole, like as a, basically as a human yeah. being with uh, just rights. And um, I just want to touch upon the difficulty for people to even articulate a conversation to talk about people with a physical disability or invisible disability or mental disability. And uh, I just wanted to know your opinion why. Uh, is that their uh, kind of taboo stigma still today, even mm-hmm. though we see that on TV? I mean... Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, certain celebrities are kind of, uh, you know, showing uh, very strange behavior. Uh, also, other are like paving the way for others and show their disability on TV. But still, there is like this kind of barrier that in closed circles, people become very um, uncomfortable and then are not uh, asking questions. But it's more like, oh, like you have like this awkward yeah. uh, moment. And so I just wanted to know your opinion about that. I don't know. I think it's just all based from they either what they were grown up with, what they've seen on social media, what they see on TV, mm-hmm. that they built this 
um, ID that you cannot ask questions to someone that has a disability. For example, you can see that when people are talking to my mom and my dad, yeah, they ask questions to my dad and they, you know, they smile at my mom. Like, you know, oh. she's not stupid. She can ask, uh, answer her own questions. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it happens because there is still so much influence. We are so influenced still uh, by the stuff around us, and it's they are still not show portrayed in the right way in social media or in the paper, whatever. Um, they are sh- shown as like the weaker uh, people of society that they steal the money because they are have the uh, subsidies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is all not the case. I I know I've not met anyone that with a disability that said, you know what, I like this disability because I get money from the state. Mm. I have not met anyone. <laughs> I think my mom <laughs> would have loved to be a nurse the, her entire life yeah. <laughs> instead of <laughs> getting that diagnosed with MS and not being able to work anymore. <laughs> that's as, that's crazy. does that crazy idea come from? Oh, it's, I don't know. It's uh, choosing not to want to get the right answer it's uh be just to have like this uh, being ignorant i guess yeah staying like believing that not actually listening to the uh, singles signals around you right yeah yeah no (laughs) i find it very crazy um but then again people are still influenced for me i i always also still get influenced um if i test a hotel i do notice myself saying oh no that should be all right know it's yeah. fine you know that little ramp over there it's okay if they don't go to that side like if i was in a wheelchair myself i probably would have responded differently so i i'm still like even though i advocate for inclusive and accessibility it's still also even i get influenced so i'm i don't want to be too hard on those people but i am hard on the people that are just choosing to be ignorant because yeah. there is information out there if you talk to people with disabilities they will tell you completely different stuff so, yeah, and and uh, do they uh, do people with a disability? Have you find some forums or place where they actually build a community to talk about these issues? Oh yeah, maybe you can give uh, some names for people and what they do talk about, like every uh, aspect of the society. Maybe an initiative that they want to create. Yeah, um, um, there are a lot of Facebook groups, and I think for people that are just getting uh just just having a disability you know yeah. anything could happen car accident uh tia whatever um definitely go in those in those groups mm-hmm. but be aware that there is also like that they com- i don't want to say complaining but i don't know the other word for it they talk about their problems oh right oh, okay okay so it could yeah, yeah. either have a positive effect in a way that you can recognize yourself in that, but it could also have a negative effect and put you in a very negative vibe. Right, yeah. And yeah. for me, it really differentiates because uh, I also am, am in a caregiver group because I am then the caregiver of my mom and yeah. I want to see also other people's point of views and you see a lot of people talking about their problems. And for me, sometimes it like, has a negative effect. I'm like, wow, th- this is very difficult. So sometimes I have to like turn it off and not go into those groups and so and other times I'm okay with it, and then I read it and can separate myself from it, but still identify myself in them. Yeah, that's actually a very uh, interesting point that you raise, and I think for me also, like 
uh, eye-opening because that I never think about the people around. Uh, I would think, you know, when you talk about your travel agency, about the customers, which are the people with the disability, but people with the disability sometimes travel also with their family. and uh, Actually, uh, all the time. Yeah. My customers are actually people with the physical disabilities and their family, friends, etc., I um, and that's also something I noticed with my competitors. They are fo- fully focused on the person that's in either in the wheelchair or has uh, other um, stuff helping them. Whereas um, I am building it from a caregiver point of view. I'm building right. road travels right. from a caregiver point of view because I noticed the effect of it on my mom and I noticed the effect of it on me. Like I when I'm usually the one that finds those vacations and that was definitely when I was like 14, 16 when I still went uh, on vacation with my parents. Um, it really like hurts me to see my mom so unhappy in a hotel that I chose that I thought it was <laughs> going to be wheelchair friendly but when you're there you see there's a bath in a, in the uh, bathroom whereas my mom cannot go get in there because she's not able to make that step. That means my dad has to help my mom get in the bath uh, in the bath. Yeah. And then that's usually, that doesn't happen at home. So, which means there's more strain on my dad. My mom doesn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that arranged it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck, like, how am I going to, like, that, just that moment, mm-hmm. if you keep that in mind, which is also great motivation, it's yeah. like, okay, you know, I felt very powerless in that moment, but I'm now grown up. I can start my company and I can have help people not get in the same situation right can, can uh, because you talk about uh, also the, the the part that you are also um, part of groups or uh, forums that talk about uh, being a caregiver can you give an example of a discussion that you have with another caregiver that like kind of resonating with you and then you from either had like good tips from from that or you were like oh that's not what i'm going to do like this yeah. is not a good example at all. <laughs> uh, what I notice is that they struggle with the same things. Right. So, for example, um, they're like, you know what, the pavement is not even accessible. Like we have to actually go or like walk the entire street to find the right ramp so my either mom, dad, sister, whatever, can go to the other part of the street. I'm like, yeah, that's really annoying. <laughs> You know, so sometimes we can laugh about it. Sometimes it's more uh, intense, but like um, because that's that's a caregiver's perspective. But right. for me, as my mom, as a daughter, I don't have to do that much for my mom because she's mm-hmm. very independent. So yeah. I um, I do resonate on those things, but I cannot uh, resonate on stuff like uh, some people have to help with changing diapers. Yeah, and I don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And for example, my dad helps with bandage. Like, okay, my mom sometimes is not able to bend far away oh, yeah. or help with uh, at the end of the day to get uh, take off the socks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then to, to just basically to do also things like that demand mobility, basically, and then yeah. you have to uh, have space and to kind of yeah. turn around, I imagine. And um, the fun thing is what we do, all, I, th- at least that's with the caregivers I, I've talked with, is that it beca- it becomes second nature. And we all right. know, we, d- we don't even think about it anymore. It's funny, yeah. like um, a few, um, I think it was a few weeks back, we w- I went to this, no, it wasn't during Corona time, it was last year probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
um, we were at this uh, place and I wasn't even with my mom. I was with my group of friends and I noticed myself just looking at like the entrance. I'm like, hmm, you know, that's kind of a high step. And I said it to my friends and they were like, yeah, so like, oh, wait, <laughs> you guys don't need to know this. Yeah. <laughs> it's my mom that yeah. needs to know this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's something uh, I can relate with uh, with other characters that they're like, okay, yeah, it's just second nature to look at those things. Yeah, I, I can uh, I can imagine, and uh, even for me that you've been talking about this issue now, I do because you are in my circle. Now I do ha- I do read about it. <laughs> yes. you know, I just think that is it's about what we were talking also about diversity. You have to have diverse friends yeah. around you and not just be surrounded by people that you're super comfortable with and never challenge you. I think that's also the part of where you open your uh, eyes and see uh, beyond, you know, what is just in front of you. And yeah. I really like the, the idea. I didn't even know that you ha- uh, were part of, uh, you know, caregiver conversation. Yeah, so yeah, for me, yeah, it's it actually cool to, to see that. And yeah. um, so when you were talking, for example, in the uh, event that uh, you um, moderated in, on Clubhouse, um, I wanted to know how did you feel about the influencer um, side of, you know, uh, marketing the, the business? Do you find that a good idea or do you have some reserve? Um, you mean using influencers? Yeah, using influencers. For marketing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I, uh, I think these people are a lot different than the influencers that... that you know, are just on there doing dance stuff for TikTok and showing cars and going to beaches and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) I I don't follow those people. (laughs) I follow a few, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, the thing is that they are very honest. Like, um, Mm -hmm. I forgot his name, but there are a few that I do follow with my business account and you know that, like, the way they also address the... Uh, things they show they're very honest about it if something is not um, to their um, liking or to their needs they're like you know this didn't fit me very well right even though they have a brand that supports them they are at least that's what I think if a brand if there's a brand uh, approach approaches them Mm -hmm. and they have to do like videos for it they will still be honest yeah right you know those diet teas those detox teas they don't do shit but People still promote them. <laughs> that's true. Because they get money. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And do you find like it's also a thing of generation? Because now people are on TikTok and yeah. stuff. <laughs> so maybe they are influencing young, a younger generation. Uh, or <laughs> yeah. I honestly, like, uh, I'm not a big TikTok fan, but I think it's great that these uh, platforms are out there because now people can see the issues because right. I remember uh, someone sent me this video of a guy that was in a shower and um, not that nude or anything. It was, you know, <laughs> okay. uh, I see your face. I was like, no, 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 don't worry. <laughs> he was trying to show something. Okay. <laughs> uh, what happened was uh, it was a Rowan shower and usually Rowan showers are um, people in a wheelchair go there because you can yeah. just go there in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and I never, never thought of that, that if the, you have a, a shower, um, what's that thing called? You have a shower uh, the, where, where the water, the water comes, comes uh, oh, from. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, 
the shower head. You have the shower. Oh, head. the shower head. Yes. We got the word. <laughs> you have the shower head, and yeah. um, if it's mounted to the wall, and it's way up there, and they sit down, you cannot reach it. Absolutely. And I don't like. I never thought of that. Yeah. And it's Me neither. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I do this accessibility advocate thing, but I I didn't even think of that. And then I remember the reason I don't think of it is because when my parents shower, they always, and they don't shower at home, they always shower together. And now I know why because it's mounted too high. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense, right? Yeah, <laughs> you think that your parents were busy, but no, no. <laughs> I don't think they're like that. <laughs> I don't think so. But <laughs> That's good to know. But good point about the shower. That's actually something that I thought... I'm not particularly tall, but, you know, yeah. when the shower is up there, like, it's also very annoying, like, when you have to, uh, you know... <laughs> but then, like, if you think about awesome. it, you make this uh, shower compartment, whatever you want to call it, yeah. ex- especially for people in wheelchairs... And then you uh, yeah, mount the, the shower yes. head to the wall for someone that's standing. Absolutely. So they do, they're not thinking through the process. Like they no. stopped. And like, the thing is, okay. It happens Absolutely. all the time. Yeah. You go to a, a wheelchair uh, um, uh, toilet. Mm-hmm. They put the mirror way too high. There's no way they could look in the mirror because it was hanged by someone that was standing. Right. Yes. Yes. That, but you're right. I think the point that you made about... Just sit in a wheelchair and then just do everything by yourself just yeah. to see how you would change your perspective. I think it's... Exactly. Like you would never understand the feeling of actually sitting in a wheelchair and understanding the disability, but you would understand that if you're in a wheelchair and you see this threshold, that is really annoying. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to like, you know, people, they handle it. Like, let's yeah. say they just know how to handle little thresholds. They know how to handle... Mm-hmm. and. They might not maybe not even think about it, but you know how much easier life would be if they were not there, that the mirror is on the right yeah. eye, the shower head isn't too high. Yes. It would be so much easier because then they only have to worry about the disability that they have. And then my dad only have to, has to worry about, you know, where is she? She's way, <laughs> way too long because that's how my dad is. He's like, oh my God, something happened. No, because everything is fine. Yeah. No, uh, I think that's... For me, that's opening. I'm pretty sure for people who, who will uh, see uh, uh, our conversation or listen to it, it's also eye-opening. I'm pretty sure that somebody, at least somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that has the same issue. And why not talk about it? Mm-hmm. You just start by a conversation. Like if you know something about it and you are planning maybe a vacation or you want to give an advice to your friend, well, you yes. might just check in. You know, before giving like an advice or something. Yeah, talk about it and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. I like this idea. (laughs) People are way too easy to be like, yeah, but that's not really an issue, right? I mean, if it's just a shower head, then, you know, have have your partner help the person. Yeah. Like, nah, that's uh, not how it works. Yeah, and it can happen to everyone. Like, uh, for me, I, um, not not just to compare the situation, but my uh, grandmother, who is old now she's almost 80 over 80 uh when my mom uh my mom had uh, some heart uh problems and um she, at one point she could not uh, woke up because she has some issues and um she basic my my grandma was trying to help her also to to 
go into the shower just to mm-hmm. also she has to be clean right yeah. and it was such a hurdle and I, I just remember I was very little but I just it was just striking how much you know life can be it can happen to everybody if you have somebody yeah. <laughs> that says yeah. actually uh, uh, something wrong even temporarily it could also you know uh, be something for you so I I really applaud what you say, like talk about it, share it, uh, also care about it, uh, just, you know, open your eyes on it. Yeah. So it's uh, it's about it. And then moving on, the next question is about your motivation to have this fight. Because talking with you, I just noticed how it can be also, you know, burdensome sometimes, just uh, also heavy. And I like the humor that you have also when talking about the issue. Like it's also a normal topic of everyday life. But I was just wondering for somebody that maybe, you know, inspired by you and want to take maybe the same journey as you are doing, like what is your daily motivation? What do you say yourself every day that, okay, you're going to fight this, even even when you are down? Yeah, that's a good question. Um I don't think every day that I have to fight something. It's usually, I think like that when someone is trying to uh, explain to me that it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. That's usually when I start to become like, what do you mean it's not an issue? <laughs> and the motivation I get is definitely from my uh, own experience, I have to say. I mean, I I, I doubt. I sometimes yeah. doubt. Like a few yeah. weeks back, I actually felt like, Am I actually the right person to do this? Because I am not in a wheelchair. I'm a caregiver. Yeah. And that actually gave me sort of realization that, you know, I am a caregiver. So I'm going to do it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, how, yeah, I don't know uh, how to explain it. Like, um, when I write a blog, I try to be like, okay, yeah, this is successful, this and this which I caught myself, I'm trying to put myself in a position as the person in a wheelchair, but I should not do that. I should be putting myself in a position that I am, and which is a caregiver. Yeah. And I think that's just like the whole process of it, like finding your position. And also like in the, like you said, like finding uh, why you're so like, aggressive or whatever you want to call it about mm. it yeah. is that I do, I don't my mom doesn't deserve this and that's the whole thing like my mom deserves some vacation and not just my mom also my dad my dad deserves to go on vacation and feel that it's a vacation yeah. like he should not um, compromise his rest his um, vacation feeling that everyone has when they go on vacation because uh, the outer world didn't make something accessible enough for his wife yeah and my mom should not feel the burden like okay now now uh, my my husband needs to step up a little bit because i'm not able to whereas she's a very independent woman if she has if she has to do that it's really annoying yeah so um i i always feel like i don't think of it as a fight it's something i just do yeah and I think that's, yeah. that's i think that's just beautifully said <laughs> because then you leave it instead of thinking about it yeah you know, I think that makes a huge difference. Um, if I think about what you t- told me today is basically how I see you every day. Like you don't hold back, like you're <laughs> like super honest about things. And I just think that this this issue is not different from the others. And that's how I see it. That's how I, I know what you say. It's like, it's not like a fight, but it's just something that you live, yeah. you know, every day. And then you're trying to do better. And um, I'm sure if 
you know, somebody that maybe is 16, like you were, uh, is thinking, oh my God, this is hard, can see yourself today and say, okay, I can do it. I mean, I really, I, so. I really can do it. I can myself start something and then, yeah. you know, build it. I think, and that's why I wanted, you know, people to just listen to this conversation because I think sometimes you are in a silo and you think I'm alone and you're not. Usually if you just go outside, you just mm -hmm. talk to somebody, you will find, you know, yeah. something. Um, I mean, uh, right now we you had told something about your mom yeah exactly See that and and that you know that that brings memory that were not even you know that's not even conscious right yeah. so it's something and that's something also that uh weirdly i think more and more because um i thought uh i talked to uh my boyfriend about that that recently my mom had um an infiltration for her spine mm -hmm. and i for some reason i freaked out that she could have an issue with her spine. And I just realized how fragile life can be. And I was like, okay, what can I do? Like immediately I was just no. jumping on the idea, what can I do? And um, just talking about you, like it just brings so many things. And now I know that, okay, I have the resources. It's not like I will be just like, okay, you know, no. <laughs> I can talk about it. It's not shameful is not is something that people experience every day and uh just to know that i'm not alone it helps a lot so yeah thank you for that so that this uh, just bring me to the last uh, uh, kind of last question um which is basically can you give us three tips on how to help growth travels uh being you know a bigger player tomorrow yeah i think share your story so if you're a caregiver or you're someone in wheelchair or you're new to disabilities definitely share your stories for at uh, to me at just grow travels so if you want to dm me on instagram or send me an email um because if you share your problems with me then i know which problems are out there and i find think that's very important because i don't want to solve stuff that's not an issue yeah Um, I know the information, lack of information on accessibility in hotels is an issue. That's, that's so that's why I'm, that's what I'm trying to solve. But if I can do more by uh, adding something or maybe not doing something, then like subtracting something, then yeah, let me know. Um, something else is, um, like I said, you know, start a conversation and listen. So if you... Um, ever get in the position that uh, a caregiver or someone with a disability talks to you um, don't be shy for the don't be shy away for the conversation mm. ask yeah ask your questions and uh, in my opinion you you even can be sometimes a little bit rude in your eyes like be straightforward to it um, but don't judge like don't be condescending in your questions be like oh so you lay in bed all day mm. yes because I have to recharge myself yeah something like that like um yeah have an open conversation and be open to listen and sometimes you will hear stuff you don't <coughs> like and that's what happens when you ask questions yeah i really like that also yeah be uh as you said like when you listen is also part of the journey to being comfortable yeah. especially if you didn't know before i think it's how you become accustomed to it 
then you feel familiar with it and then you can you know blossom with it share it around um so um yeah i think it will be very good for uh you know the be brave podcast listener to actually share uh their journey uh start the conversation and listen and uh don't be uh judgy <laughs> actually uh, be open yeah uh and my very last question to you is how can they reach you What are the social media that you use yes. nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find me on Facebook, right. uh, Groot Travels, uh, G R O O T T R A B E L S. Yep. Wow. <laughs> In the English yeah, I, I will po- I will post the everything down below. Don't worry. I was trying <laughs> to be cool here, <laughs> but. <laughs> really I will post everything. But you know, uh, Groot Travels definitely on Instagram. Yep. Um, uh, I think I'm definitely more active in instagram than i am on facebook but don't hesitate to shoot your question or answer or comment on both uh, channels um if you want to start a clubhouse with me i'm and have a conversation publicly yes please um just uh again or send an email by the way you can also send an email uh, to uh, sonia at growtravels.com um yeah whatever request question or comment you have don't be afraid to say so Uh, if you're being critical, I mean, you can also do that, but I might not answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <me> clear. <laughs> Sorry, haters, but no, not today. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> well, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, talk to us, Sonia. It was very inspiring. And I don't doubt that you will accomplish brilliant things, uh, especially good luck in Mexico. I think the weather is really nice, but also I'm sure that you're going to work very hard very, to make your hard. yeah your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to make your dreams come true. And thank you to uh, Be Brave viewers and listeners. Thank you for your time today. Uh, to review this episode, visit uh, Be Brave Facebook page and be sure to follow Be Brave on Facebook, Instagram, and to know about uh, the upcoming episode. Stay tuned in and thank you for watching. Bye bye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>